Welcome back to Forging Employee Experience. I'm Josh Green, joined here with my co-host, Alexander Norin. Hey, everybody. We have a wonderful guest today. This is Casey Wall. Casey, how are you feeling today? I'm pretty good, waking up here in Tokyo. That's right. You are based in Tokyo, Japan. It's about 6 o'clock our time here in Boston, and a very different time for you. A different day, even. It is. We're one day ahead, just ticking past 8 o'clock in the morning here, so... That's great. I, I imagine you are, I've never been to Japan, but I'm assuming you're sitting in a grass hut and enjoying tea. And... Yeah, nice robe, silk. Properly. <laughs> yeah. I do have a velour jacket on. Casey is the CEO of Attuned. It is a wonderful app that we were going to be talking about. But uh, before we jump in, let's just talk about employee engagement in and of itself. You've started a company in that sphere. So obviously you, you've thought a lot about this and many companies have their own definitions of what employee engagement is. So feel free and give us, what is employee engagement in your own words? Yeah, actually we started from kind of a different direction and uh, I think we ended up in employee engagement. So what we started from is we wanted to understand people's intrinsic motivations. So. I come from a background in recruitment where I've interviewed thousands and thousands of people over the years, and hired hundreds of recruiters, which is basically a consulting sales job. And when hiring people into the role and even interviewing candidates that I'd introduce to clients is I would never understand people's intrinsic motivations. You know, of course, you can ask them, what are, what are you motivated by? Um, if they're enlightened, maybe they know. Uh, if I'm trying to hire them, they're probably gaming the question to a certain degree. Or if they're young, they, they just don't know or potentially we're using the different vocabulary. So we really dug deep and we wanted to under, come up with a solution to understand people's intrinsic motivations. So we spent a couple of years working with a team of psychologists. Uh, we came up with, uh, based on peer-reviewed research, we came up with this uh, SaaS product called Attuned, which you've introduced, where we can understand every individual's intrinsic motivation. And if you know somebody's intrinsic motivation, that's really the core to what's going to keep them engaged. So for us, we're looking at is um, engagement isn't external factors. It, it's not, you know, how nice the coffee is or what is the room temperature or, or some of those things, those will keep you at a little bit of happiness, but it's not what's gonna keep you uh, driving in your, your kind of work when you're reaching different obstacles or kind of a cold Monday morning to get up and go into the office. It, it's gonna be those internal drivers. And are those being met by your organization, by your boss? Are they understanding you and bringing the best out of you? That's where we're approaching it from, is helping people to be fully engaged and excited for work because they understand their intrinsic motivators and their organization understands them. Right, you mentioned intrinsic motivation is kind of like employee engagement 2.0, which means that 1.0 obviously needed some work. <laughs> didn't, didn't quite cut the, cut the budget there. I, I assume, I'm assuming that the problem for you is that we're looking at some of the external factors. We're looking at more of the extrinsic motivation to get people engaged, is that correct? Uh, a little bit of a problem. So we, I think we're kind of on the edge of where engagement is in terms of the development. So we can look at really personal level data. We're looking at intrinsic motivation. Uh, it's all based on, on science and data and stuff like that. A lot of the, the tools and solutions out there are looking at external factors or they're just looking at very aggregate level data. So you're, you're pulling, you know, a thousand people or 10,000 people and asking them the same questions. And of course, the same questions don't resonate with everyone, with what drives each person. So yeah, there, there's a little bit of um, 
you know, education that we have to do, you know, whenever you're kind of a front runner and putting something out that's uh, a little bit more innovative than usual, uh, it, it takes a while. Like we have one customer that we're in like, you know, maybe the, it's a very large hospital system and we're in kind of late stage discussions to kind of do a rollout. And the feedback we keep getting is, you know, we really wanted something more innovative from the old engagement tool that we've been using for the last 10 years. But frankly, you guys might be a little bit too innovative for us. So yeah, it's kind of a problem, but I, I think people who've used engagement 1.0 haven't seen the results. Uh, there's enough people wondering what engagement 2.0 is and if it's going to bring what they're looking for. So talk to us about it. We're all about finding the future of employee engagement. What do you deem is 2.0? It's understanding everybody individually and what is intrinsically driving them. So if I asked you, Josh, without, I don't think you've taken the tune, but what do you think your intrinsic motivations are? I, th I think I would have a pretty good picture of what I care about, like autonomy. I, I really okay. care about my space mm. and freedom. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's a big one for me. Freedom, yeah, that's good. That's good, that's a good start. <laughs> it's a big how, one. how about you, Alexander? Anything different in, you know? Uh, holy smokes. I mean, how can you beat freedom? Uh, no, I, yeah, I think, uh, let's see, for me, an intrinsic motivator would have to be, uh, family, you know, that's what I would do anything for my family. I would be very motivated, you know, I don't know if that's extrinsic, but, uh, I feel it deeply. Is that intrinsic? I don't know. <laughs> it feels, <laughs> it feels it, intrinsic. Deeply, it's intrinsic. We, yeah. we put it through different words, but I, I think, okay, I see where you're going. I yeah. got it. So possibly like social relationships sure, uh, yeah. would be very important for you in, in driving. Sure. And what we found, so we've broken it down into 11 different intrinsic motivators and there's 177,000 different combinations. So if you're a manager or if you're dealing with different people, this is why people are so complicated. Mm -hmm. And when we're actually studying for intrinsic motivation is your value. So kind of what you were talking about, uh, Alexander, is you value your, your family there. So by understanding people's values, there's a strong research link to intrinsic motivation. So for me, competition and autonomy are quite high, uh, like security is low, uh, feedback is pretty low. So it's kind of a typical entrepreneurial profile. You guys said autonomy and freedom was high for you guys. So you're doing entrepreneurial stuff uh, as well. But there's members of our, our team that have like five need to have intrinsic motivations. And this is where stuff gets really, really complicated. Um, and if you don't have some help to understand that, you're going to spend, you know, a year, 18 months trying to figure out people on your team. Okay, what are the buttons to push to, to get them excited, to get them really to, to put in that extra effort? And you're probably going to get it wrong. Um, and now we can make something that was invisible, visible all of a sudden. Mm. So that, that sounds, in, in, in theory, I've got to be honest, that sounds incredible. I mean, and, and it makes a ton of sense, right? If you could understand what drives people, I mean, that's, that's a question we've been asking for centuries, right? How do you, how do you get people to do stuff, right? I mean, um, so, but, but, so how, how, do you, how do you bring it down to a, a practical, like, you know, okay, so you, you have identified based off of, the, you know, the results of the application there, the, the product has, has indicated that uh, employees um, in your stewardship have these intrinsic motivators. Okay, then what? How do, you, how do you help coach managers or, or is that, what's the next step there? So we, we do have kind of automated coaching tools that we're putting in there. So to okay. remind managers, these are the, 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 the drivers for each individual on your team. You know, for, mm -hmm. for example, for, for you, Alexander, it would be, 
okay, we mentioned social relationships and family. So if we're crafting different kind of incentive programs, say, okay, you've done, you've hit your OKRs, you, you've hit your targets for the last six months, mm-hmm. you did fantastic, you blew it out, rather than maybe a financial kind of reward or a promotion or something like that, hey, let's, here's a, a trip for your whole family to go do something. Sure. So we can start crafting incentives, um, maybe how I'm going to engage with you will be a little bit different than, hey, let's not go have a beer. Hey, let's get our families together on the weekend type of thing like that. Hang sure. out, get to know each other a little bit different. Right. So, you know, understand, okay, these are the drivers to you where for somebody else who has lower social relationships, that's not what they want to do. They, you know, my free time or, you know, I just want to come in, work on, get working on work. I don't want to talk too much. Uh, about stuff, you know, outside of work type of thing like this. So you're going to be able to personalize the different approaches, whether it's one-on-one incentive creation, or if somebody where the the tool is tracking people's engagement in a pulse way. So you're seeing it in basically real time, you can go in and, and make the intervention that's needed at the point that it's needed. Right. I, I, I have, been able to play around with the tool a little bit. And one thing that strikes me just as amazing above and beyond any of the other employee engagement platforms is that it's not just collecting survey data and then giving you a nice report and an engagement score. Uh, It actually has, it's almost, to me, I guess the first time I saw it, it almost felt like a personality test. It's what you're talking about, discovering those intrinsic motivators. And you you ask about, I, I think you said there were 11, is that correct? Yes, correct. So you go in there and you essentially weight each one of these intrinsic motivations. Like maybe for autonomy, I'd probably put a nine. Whereas, you know, communication with my manager would be like a one. And so, <laughs> and so you go through and you, you put all of this out there. And now all of a sudden you almost have like a, a profile on these employees. So when you see that there's an, there might be an issue with engagement in the sales department, you can go in there and see that, you know, half of the salespeople really just, they, they want to work on their own, but they have a micromanage manager who is just trying to control everything that they're doing. So they're less engaged because they don't like that. Where And now you can come in and you can coach a little bit and say, well, according to what we have in Attuned, most of these people just need some freedom. So maybe we need to make an adjustment with the manager. We need to create a little bit more of a, a program to help them have that autonomy. I think that's just so unique and so awesome. Absolutely. And uh, I, I love that point. That's actually what I really get excited about within Attune. You know, you know the self-understanding is interesting when people see their, their own report. They're like, oh, this is really cool. But when you map out a team and, uh, you put them onto a dashboard and you kind of plot the graph of, okay, here's where everybody lies on the scale of the 11 different motivators is what they need to have, what they don't need to have. You start to see the gap in their motivations. And again, what we're looking at is values because there's a tight link between the values and, and motivation. So the values decide which goals you choose to set and what you choose to prioritize and, and go after. So you're seeing the gaps between people's values. So some people might have low autonomy. Some people might have high autonomy within the same team. Some people might have low security. Some people might have high security within the team. So if you've got a team of five people and you're, you're trying to say, okay, how do we come up with new processes? The people with those large gaps are going to come from a very different point of view. People with high security, they're going to want a very kind of strict process. They're, they're going to be, don't want to change the working style every week. 
People with high autonomy just want to get on with it. People with low want really kind of defined processes per, per se. So if you're trying to create the, the team's working style or how to go about this, you know where the conflict's going to come even before the team members get into that kind of conference room and start debating on things and, and probably get pretty emotional because a lot of these things, there is no correct answer. It's just what do you value and what do you not value? So seeing those things, if you have a manager who has a different set of value than his team, there's going to be issues there. And you know the, the old saying, you know, people join companies, but they leave managers. And that's so true. And now we can see it in data before it happens. So you can, the organization uh, can make a change with a manager or make some, uh, a team member change or try to help coach them through and say, hey, you know, this team member needs uh, high social relationships. So you need to spend time doing this, even if it's something that's not valuable for you. Otherwise, this person's not going to be intrinsically engaged and over time they're they're going to become disengaged and at some point probably poached by somebody else or, or look to go somewhere right and it all, it also feels like it's a, it could be used as a, an onboarding tool where if you have a, a team that's highly autonomous and you are looking at someone who probably goes through the the 11 drivers and finds out that they just don't fit with the team, you might find another place for them or, or not hire them at all because now you have a pretty good feel for what the fit is for that team. You've, you've kind of already worked it out. Exactly. And like uh, here in Japan, kind of similar to that, we have a, an interesting use case that we never imagined. So a lot of larger Japanese companies, they, they dominate the home market here. And globally, they haven't kept up with innovation as much as they need to. So they feel this very strong drive to do more innovation. They want more of a startup mentality. Um, all of these things have been being talked about for the last couple of years. So they've started to create innovation teams to come up with new products, to come up with new businesses that they can launch globally. And they've been failing uh, quite a lot creating these teams. And what we found is, as we started to kind of survey them and work with these companies, they have people with high security and low innovation with them, but they were driven by status to be in this really high team, you know, this team that's being kind of publicly lauded across the company and kind of external. So the teams were failing uh, because they had the wrong motivations as well. So they were just wrong people were being put into the team. So you can use it as team construction. Um, then they were being onboarded wrong as, as well. So. It's really interesting how you can do this. So going back to the original question is, yeah, certainly we do look at engagement, but it goes deeper into one-on-ones, team construction, you know, incentive construction uh, as well. So, so what, one of my big questions uh, as I look at any of uh, the solutions uh, that are currently available in this space is, uh, you know, you, the, the software uh, tuned is really trying to identify something that I think is, uh, pretty hard, I think, to nail down, right? When you're, when you're talking about like, what are the things, and, and you mentioned there are so many different common, possible combinations of, of, of what can motivate people. How, how do you feel that you get the data confidently? You know, do you feel like uh, employees can, can fudge the numbers? Can they, I, I don't know, what, what does that process look like? And how does, how, how can you, how can you guard against that? Or, or is that just something that as a manager you need to be aware of that uh, the data may just, you know, naturally be biased or, you know, something like that? Um, there's not typically, it's very unusual that we, we see bias in it. Really? Uh, Interesting. In the way that it's constructed is based, the, the questions are based on a Likert scale. So you have to choose between two different uh, value sets, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, and they're not similar ones. And then the strength of your answer goes into that. So we've gotten it down to 55 questions, which takes about 10 to 12 minutes to, to finish. But 
we started with like a, a 400 question set and <laughs> which tired just thinking about it. Holy smokes. Oh God. You know, this is the whole sort of thing is how do you get somebody to take a two and a half hour kind of ugly test and get hundreds of people to do that? Right. Those are startup struggles, you know, so maybe that's going to be our moats from keeping competitors out because that sucked. Right. Uh, right. But we've got kind of really, really large data sets and, there's algorithms built in the backside because we've all statistically an analyzed all the kind of correspondence. So if you start to respond one way to something and then one way to something else, uh, it's going to recognize that. And we're going to put, you know, here's a, like a yellow light or a red light that. Oh, uh, I see. If you answer on the right side all the way down and this person's clearly not trying. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're, you're high on autonomy a couple of times, very low a couple of times. It, it starts to not make right. sense. It, so, so what's interesting to me too is I would have, my natural inclination would have been to say something along the lines of, yeah, this makes sense that it works across a somewhat homogenous culture. But the fact that uh, you're using, if I understand correctly, more or less the same software across two very different cultures uh, seems to speak volumes of its, uh, uh, of the science that, that we're, we're talking about human nature. We're not talking about Americans. We're not talking about Japanese. We're talking about people are motivated by these drivers and uh, this your success in both countries to me sounds like you're kind of validating that is that is that fair to say yeah it's you know getting past what you see on the external side whether it's right. skin or, or kind of you know cultural origin people are sure. motivated by the same thing so we've got customers in dubai we've got customers in hungary we have people in south africa using it people in brazil um mm -hmm. and everybody's happy and everybody says this is relevant for their organization. So it's kind of a beautiful thing to help us get past, you know, how we typically kind of judge or, or think about things. But the one thing I would say is, uh, at least for Japan, we've localized the statistical validation of it. Because in Japan, people tend not to give strong answers where say, I strongly agree with this sure. uh, or I strongly disagree. It'll be quite light. Um, in the original version, it looks like, hey, all these... Japanese were just not motivated. What's right. going on? Right. So we specifically validated their responses to a Japanese data set. So right. uh, then it corresponds. But uh, yeah, you can see. I mean, that's, but that's just changing the, the that's just changing the tool, the the the, the philosophy, the research. Exactly. Is it's not looking at the heart. What you said. Right. 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 Well, that's that's abso that's absolutely incredible. Um, you know, we we. Uh, Oftentimes we talk to people that they, they're a little skeptical about the return on investment for these sorts of endeavors, right? I mean, uh, forget about the cost of, of, of the software itself, but you, you talk about the implementation, you talk about the, the, the training, you know, in order for a, a software solution to be successful, right? You've got you've to get the solution. That's, that's the first step. And then you've got to, you know, implement it and, and train and adapt to it, use its recommendations, all that sort of stuff. I mean, that's a it's a long process. Why? Why bother? What, what would you say to somebody that says, you know, I'd rather just buy a pool table? <laughs> I, I'd tell them to go ahead and buy the pool table. <laughs> <laughs> and then watch the needle not move, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, you, as you said, it's a big thing. And um, one of the things that we do struggle with is people are used to personality tests. And I think people have kind of binary responses to it. Oh, they're kind of cool for about five minutes or no, I just don't trust them. Right. Um, so we have, and we, this is not a personality test where we're looking at something very different. So getting away from that is quite hard. Um, and then all of the other stuff about a good rollout, you know, how do you get people to use it, change the work style, believe in it. And all right, this data is really cool, but 
how do I action it? How do I move? Right. That's right. the even harder part uh, of doing it. So really the core thing is how big is their problem? You know, if an organization has people just going out the door and they can't stop the bleed or people are unmotivated or, you know, the, the kind of lower level employees are uh, walking out on a much bigger organization because they're very upset on, on different things, they have a very, very strong incentive to understand what's motivating people to engage them on a one-on-one -on -one type of level and try to stop that bleed of turnover. So those organizations, it's, it's a very easy uh, discussion. Do you have uh, any examples that you can share? I, I, I want to make sure we, we respect the, uh, the uh, privacy of your clients, but is there any, uh, I don't know, any specific success stories that you can share with your, from uh, successful implementation and then follow up with your software? Um, yeah, I, I think on the larger level, we're, we're still only launched last year. So we've got larger okay. companies. There's a couple of name brand ones, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty hesitant. So no, of course I not. Some names on. Um, I'd say there's a few companies kind of in the news with sure. Me Too or kind of government regulations sure. uh, in the U.S. Uh, mm -hmm. or the looking technology companies type of thing that where uh, they're getting kind of trouble. And they want to, you know, they have to focus back on the core inner part of why are we doing this? What is the mission? Why are people coming here to work? Um, people are taking a tuned out and they're using the API and putting it into their own kind of one-on-one -on -one formats to understand every time we speak with uh, somebody on the team, we're speaking in words and the ways that'll resonate with them, for example. Um, and they've been very, very happy. We've got smaller clients uh, that we worked with where the attrition ratio is just halved, for example. Sure. Um, there's a recruiting firm that we've worked with where their mishire ratio was about 30%, which means one out of every three people that they hire left within six months, which wow. is just a, a tremendous amount of wasted energy. And wow. I think pretty normal for recruiting. And they've got that down to just 7%. Holy so, smokes, that's incredible. And, and that was relatively quickly that it happened and it's been sustained since they've uh, implemented a, a tune. So because you understand what are the intrinsic motivators, the drivers, does it match up with your team? Are they going to match up with the manager? And they're just selecting onboarding so much better uh, than they were. So it's one part actually using the tool how it needs to be. It's one part understanding their intrinsic motivators. And there also seems to be a nice a slice of this that is coming from a perspective of I actually care about my employees enough to ask them what their what motivates them and also to act on that data. It's not just here's a, a software we get the numbers all of a sudden retention just happens and off they go. Absolutely. And uh, I really like kind of the way you phrase that is people always ask me, at least here in Japan, where we're pretty successful and uh, kind of growing and they like the people. And I said, like, what is different? What's different about your organization? And like, we care. And like, it, it sounds so soft and, you know, not the most beautiful kind of mission statement, but we actually care. And I think that's at the heart of Attuned and organizations that care about their employees, uh, that care about their teams, it's pretty easy for them. They're like, okay, I've never really seen this. This is really useful. Uh, I want to understand uh, the people around me and we want to be more successful together. So those organizations get it very quickly. Um, I never expected it, but we have like a church that's been using it for almost since the beginning and they love it. Uh, that's really cool. I would not have expected that. but uh, Right? I, I never expected it. But then when you I think about it, it, why not? Right? I mean, interesting. Yeah. 
that's cool. you know where exactly so it's it's absolutely fantastic so where we are with engagement i, I think with engagement 1.0 like everybody used it and now it's kind of become i think table stakes across many companies that okay we need to understand what's going on in the organization we have to understand the pulse and we're taking that a little bit further now you can see into people's hearts and, and drivers you can also use it in your own relationships because you're looking at people's values right and i've used it with my, my wife and actually um, everybody on the team has used it with their significant other type of thing and this shows you almost where you're going to have conflict right because you have kind of different uh, slightly different values with them most likely if everything's perfectly aligned that's that's fantastic so and so actually that does touch on uh, a question that i've been thinking about do you it, a lot of times I think we have managers, maybe mid-level that are trying really hard to do a good job and they're trying to find better ways, but maybe there's not buy-off uh, from, from leadership above. Is, is your software something is, is there, or, or is there a, a recommendation that you could give to that manager that's trying to affect change at their middle of the road station, but uh, you know, maybe just isn't quite seeing the buy-off that they're looking for. How could they help create a better uh, experience uh, a better environment for the for the reports under them. Um, I, I think that's a good question. I, I think if they have two hundred dollars in discretionary budget, they can just use a tune for their team and have the kind of get to understand the intrinsic motivation and make the change mm -hmm. that way and look to roll it out across the organization. If they can say, okay, we've done this for six months and my attrition's gone down, my engagement's gone up, my productivity's right. gone up, our revenue's gone up. If we're a sales team. Uh, because I've aligned incentives much better than I ever did that. And then get the buy-in across the organization is, is probably the best way to, to do it. Well, what about those companies that, I, I mean, there are companies out there that do care and they care so much that they want to bring a product like yours into their organization. There's also a lot of programs out there that are still kind of old school and they don't believe in employee engagement per se. And, they might never purchase Attuned. What, what would you say to those people about the value here? Um, what I would say to you is a little bit different than what I'd say to them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say to you that they're probably part of the late majority, right? And uh, Attuned, we plan on being around long enough that that late majority uh, in Retires. terms of innovation. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's part of it as well. You know, when yeah, the, the generation comes, it's buyers are used to buying in a certain way. So maybe they retire and the next generation comes and, okay, we're just scrapping this and we want something more innovative, right. uh, the digital first type of thing like that. Um, what many of kind of the objections that I've come up with, with those organizations is probably the people that we're speaking to are quite sophisticated managers themselves um, to get where they've gotten. Um, and they don't always recognize that everyone around them is not as sophisticated about reading their teams, their moods, the different drivers to do that. And if the organization is not too large, if you have a couple of very sophisticated managers uh, who can look, who can just naturally understand intrinsic motivators, um, kind of get people to, to move and to work in a, a good harmonious way, then the organization can move and, and be productive. But um, they probably have managers that they struggle with. And I'd, I'd ask about that uh, to see if there's, okay, you're, you're doing a fantastic job here. Um, is there anybody on your team? Do you have new managers who are coming up to speed and are, are struggling? Well, this would be something that can help them mm. uh, get to be more sophisticated and, and do what you can do in a faster time frame. 
which which is touching on kind of the last portion of this podcast, which is what do you see is the future of employee engagement? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you want to be on the forefront of it all and you're you're planning and preparing to be so. But what is what is the future of employee engagement look like? I answer a little bit broader is, you know, my my dream is to kind of make it a world where you can find the job that is right for you. You're onboarded to that job and you stay for the three to five years and complete the mission that, that you've done. And there's no friction of it. Like you've got enough information that you can find, okay, geographically skills, company, all that. And now with this is we're showing value sets so you can make sure the value sets are matching. And then that when you're working within the team that you join because of the vision, the excitement that that organization has and you fit with it and that they understand your motivation. So like, all of the the pain of joining an organization and it didn't go well like the manager and the team just don't understand each other and have the conflict all of that psychological pain all of that emotional pain all of that you know we say it's learning so we don't do it again we want to make it just so it doesn't happen mm-hmm. um, that's where i eventually want to get to a lot to go. Yeah, I want to, I want to be part of that work experience. Step by step. Step by step. So there's going to be a lot of iterations to get there. You know, showing intrinsic motivation is one of those. And, but then people are just so complex. There, there's so many other factors that, that go into. Yeah, and, and, and part of it, right, I think is, you know, the, this is something that, that we feel very strongly about here as Forgent is, is, is being, a, being a source for positive change, right? I mean, at the end of the day, uh, we really all have to do our part in making sure that the the working space that the that the marketplace is a place where these types of softer solutions are the norm you know um, from from a big picture standpoint you know we want everybody to have some sort of solution that works for them that helps their employees you know be happy so that at, at the end of the day right um, you know most people uh, have that have that satisfaction and, and really feel good about where they contribute meaningfully in society. And, uh, you know, we all have our part to play, but we are, Casey, we're so grateful for you taking, taking some time out. Uh, the, the, the scheduling going from, uh, from Boston to Japan, a little tricky, but we appreciate you working with us. And we are uh, so grateful to, to have you here and to, to chat with you a little bit. As we, as we close here, I just wanted to ask, if there's, you know, if you could leave a, a pearl of wisdom uh, with, with our listeners, what would the one thing be that you would leave them with? Oh, that's, that's such a tough one. Um, (laughs) You have an hour, go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still learning, you know, I make so many mistakes, but I I loved what you just kind of said there at the end is really what we need to do is just make a community of like-minded people that care, that want to make our non-private lives better. Mm -hmm. And I just hope we can continue to find like the listeners here. Um, you keep growing your community. We keep working together. We keep sharing this and it becomes de facto. Uh, that's what I would love to do. It, it, you know, it takes people to change things and we have to be like-minded and work together. Uh, and I'm glad, uh, I think we have some aligned values here. So I've really enjoyed this. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Casey, how can we keep in touch with you? Uh, I'm on Twitter. You can just put Casey Wald, W-A-H-L into Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn, or you can just put uh, Casey.WallAttitude.AI and connect with me there if you want. Wonderful. And thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. It's been a wonderful conversation. Yeah.